Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So this is kind of a different episode, just the timing of it. I'm usually putting my podcast episodes out on Thursday evening, Friday morning, something around there. Uh, this week, since I didn't have one last week and I'm not going to have one this Friday, I'm putting it out kind of in between the two weeks. And uh, this will hold me over until our family gets back from our great, big, exciting week that we have going on here. You guys have been following me for a while or listening to the podcast for a while. You will know that I would say this is our biggest week we have ever had <laughs> in our family uh, in the last many, many, many years, probably since my children were born. Uh, my daughter, my firstborn daughter, is getting married this weekend. And so, as you can imagine, life is a whirlwind right now. Life has been a whirlwind for quite a bit of time here. It will all come culminate this weekend as um, she marries her wonderful fiance. We are all very, very excited. The wedding is out of state. Um, so you can imagine there's just a lot to do. I need to pack up and I need to uh, get ready to go out there. And I'm going to fill you in a little bit on life details in just a minute. But before I go on any further about the wedding or what's going on and what we're going to talk about today, which I think you're really going to like this topic. Um, let me tell you about our sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an award-winning Christ-centered homeschool curriculum publishing company. We have used Apologia in our entire homeschooling journey in some way, shape, or form. It influences our journey every single year. We've used all their science curriculum for early um, elementary We've used middle school curriculum, we've used high school curriculum, and we have never, ever been disappointed. Apologia has stellar science curriculum. They now offer math. They have language arts. They have new Bible studies. What I love about Apologia is their biblical worldview. I mean, how on earth do you see, teach science without teaching from the biblical perspective of who created science? And I love that, that they have a biblical worldview in all of their curriculum. We have used Apologia, like I said, uh, 15 at least years, and we have always loved their uh, stuff. And right now, if you go over to Apologia.com, not only can you browse all their amazing curriculum for K to 12, they offer uh, traditional textbooks, they offer online, self-paced, digital curriculum. So go check out all that they offer. They also have a ton of free resources. You can get a free homeschooling high school resource from Apologia, which includes a, a literature checklist uh, for teens, what they should be reading before graduation, tips on writing a resume, articles on navigating algebra, science, and literature, resources on paying for college, uh, how to do the college application, and so much more. Go over to Apologia.com. You can find that resource as well as many other free downloads, activities for your kids, encouragement for you, and of course, their amazing homeschool curriculum. So I wanted to uh, fill you guys in a little bit on 
just what life has been going on because I know that um, a lot of you guys send me messages which is so wonderful I love hearing from you guys you can always email me at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook you can message me on any of those platforms of course if you join our Simply Living for Him online women's community I am in there daily conversing with all the members so I would love to hear from you but many of you often write to me and ask me about our family and what's been going on with the wedding and all that so I'm going to be sharing as much as I can this week on Instagram on my stories because I have so much going on as I prepare to go out there and then you know it's so exciting to actually go out there and stay for several days before the wedding and just all the pre-wedding stuff and excitement So I will be sharing over there on Instagram, Um, you know, but I also want to stay in the moment. So I'm going to try not to like overshare. Definitely that day of the wedding, we are just going to allow the photographer to take the pictures. Um, But I would love for you to join me over there on Instagram and just follow along in this excitement. So this has been a whirlwind because my daughter got engaged, uh, let's see, the end of June. And so we're only about four months uh, engagement here, planning this in a whirlwind. And, you know, we're just so, so grateful because... I will tell the whole story maybe on a a whole nother podcast episode because I don't want to get too crazy into this story. But, you know, I was praying for my daughter while she was away at college that God would send her a spouse. And I was very, very, very specific in the things that I um, prayed for her, for that future spouse. And shortly thereafter, God sent her her spouse literally like it's crazy so I'm going to share about that more I'm sure you'll hear about it on Instagram stories this week or just in general because I want to encourage you guys as I walk through this as well Um, so that's been a whirlwind you know we're super duper excited for them she is young you know she um, a lot of people say oh you know what she's only 20 but we are she is more mature than me quite frankly I'm 46 and (laughs) she's she's got a solid head on her shoulders and they are an amazing godly couple honoring God in their relationship. Um, So that has just been a whirlwind, as you can imagine, trying to plan this wedding and uh, do all the things to help your daughter now, you know, navigate life and married life and just so many things. And at the same time, many of you know that my son, my oldest son, also left this year for his gap year program, a Christian gap year program. He graduated homeschool in June. He went off to this program At the end of August, we were able to see him for the first time just a week or two ago since then. And then this past weekend, he came home for fall break. It was amazing. I could talk all about that forever as well. As he gets more involved in this program, I'm definitely going to be sharing on a whole podcast episode about this gap year program that he is in or just, you know, in general, knowing that there are options out there that are are, are alternative and not necessarily traditional for your college. This has been by far the best decision he has ever made. Like I told him already, I'm going to become like the spokeswoman for this program because I just have seen in the short time he's there, six weeks now, the amazing positive changes in him, seeing all the things that he's learning, um, just he, they they traveled already out west. Uh, they went to New Mexico, Colorado, and Arizona. He has learned more, I would say, in six weeks than in my entire time with him in 18 years. <laughs> because it's just an amazing, amazing program. So anyway, that being said, um, I have just been as a mom walking through so many transitions right now. Um, I would tell you, 
I will do more episodes on these things later. This is not going to turn into a whole episode about this, but I will tell you if you have kids out there and they're going off to college or, you know, they're leaving the nest, I am always going to be real and honest and transparent with you. And I'm not going to sit here and candy coat and say, oh, it's hard, but it's okay. Or, oh, it's not that bad. It's hard. It is hard. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you because I don't want you to be blindsided like I was. When my daughter left for school, I was completely blindsided. I did not know that there was going to be grief. And that was two years ago. Now she's getting married and there's a whole nother, you know, even though you're happy, you're certainly grieving for, you know, your baby, you know, and all that. And then when my son left for school, I would say, I compare it, I've said this before, I compare it to, you know, when you go from one to two children and you're like, wow, that was a really hard transition because we were just so used to one and now it's two and it's, you know, double everything and two in diapers and, you know, all these things. And um, that was a hard transition. Well, I feel the same way about going from one child out of the nest to two. It wasn't easier. It was harder. And I'm not saying that to scare anybody out there. But I also, like I said, I want to prepare people and I want to be honest and real. And it's not that it's bad and it's not that it's awful, but it is a very real transition that is difficult and so um you know there's so much good in it and that's you know obviously what keeps me going is knowing that they are doing what god has called them to do but to two years ago let one go and now all of a sudden letting another one go it's like we don't know how to function as a family i'm like how what do we do like we only have two at home now and we're so used to having you know this house full and you know so things are changing dynamics are changing but yet at the same time they're good changes. These are things that are supposed to happen. These are things that are good. And so you're kind of, you know, in that delicate balance of trying to um, grieve because I do believe you must walk through the grief, um, but also be excited and, you know, cheer them on as they live out their calling and follow God. And so my my other son, my next oldest son will be uh, a senior next year. And I'm like, look, I, I, I'm not cut out for this. Like, I literally can't do this again. I cannot go through this again in another, you know, year and a half. So I'm not thinking that far ahead. But I said to my husband, who would have thought when we had all these babies close together, you know, like we thought the hard part was when they were little and they were close together. And it was like, you know, potty training one after the other and, you know, teaching one after the other, all these things. I'm like, no, it's this part that's hard. It's like letting them go one after another, like you're bombarded year after year. So anyway, that's what's been going on here. And uh, as far as our homeschool, we're just have two at home now, a high schooler, uh, 11th grader and a seventh grader. And that's been different, but I'm so enjoying it. I'm so enjoying my time with them. So have learned so many lessons over the years that I did not need to be so crazed about everything. The keep it simple has really been the best way. So right now I'm in that like good phase of homeschooling where it's like, hey, we've got our groove, you know, going on. I don't, I know I don't have to stress and fuss over so many things. We're just learning together, but mostly living life together. And so we're on fall break this week because there is no way I'm doing homeschool with a wedding coming up. Uh, (laughs) I've got my house in a shambles as I'm getting ready to pack and all of that. Um, And then there's life on the hobby farm. Like I always say at the beginning of the episode, right? You hear about life on the hobby farm. And I haven't talked about that much lately, but I will tell you that life on the hobby farm lately has been a little bit neglected because we've just been so busy. Now the animals are great. They're all doing great. I don't do anything with the animals. My, My sons do all that. Um, I just get to enjoy them. Our garden this year was a flop as usual. 
<laughs> no, I don't want to say as usual, but the past two years, it has been just, you know, that one thing that you have to let go by the wayside when life gets crazy. But um, I hope that we will get back into taking care of our garden and our hobby farm as life settles down. But I say that knowing, is life ever really going to settle down? Because there's always life transitions and stages and seasons. So anyway, I just wanted to touch a little bit on, you know, updates and what's been going on here so you understand my frame of mind. Um, And so I wanted to talk today because... I have been thinking so much lately about this topic and so much about, you know, why it's more important than ever to get back to simple. You know, I have preached on here since the beginning of my ministry, which this started out as just like a little blog, you know, uh, I don't know, 12 years now, um, where I was just talking about, you know, keeping it simple, starting with in homeschool and in family life. I've always been a little house on the prairie girl at heart. I always look at everything like in the grand scheme of things, does this really matter? Why is the world always, you know, so caught up in all these things and achieving more and attaining more when it really doesn't make anyone any happier. And it really actually um, talks about, you know, the more we have, I think I heard this in our church sermon yesterday, the more we have, uh, we are like our country has more stuff than, you know, materialistic wise than other countries. And yet you find that I think it was the richer you are, the more worried you tend to be or the more discontent you tend to be, which is so crazy because people are constantly trying to attain things to find satisfaction and contentment and they're actually not. And so I've always thought about that stuff, you know, as long since I was a little girl, honestly, that's just the way I am wired to always be like, why does everybody want all this stuff? Like even when I was in school as a kid, I was like, why strive for an A when I could be happy and get a B? <laughs> so call me an underachiever. But I always saw like things beyond, you know, just status or achievement or stuff just for the sake of getting those things. I never found contentment in those things. And then when I became a Christian, I realized, wow, my contentment comes from Jesus. My contentment comes from being a child of God and not in all these worldly things. And so it all kind of connected when I um, became a Christian. But Last week, I I saw something posted on Facebook. A friend had posted this, you know, copy and paste post on Facebook. And it was about right now, um, and I don't know all the ins and outs of this stuff because I am not, you know, uh, really schooled in, you know, the latest economy stuff and stuff like that. But you know how there are going to be shortages. They're talking about at Christmas, you know, there'll be shortages or you're finding shortages of supplies right now because there's these cargo ships that are not able to come in and like all all this stuff that's going on, I know you know about it. I don't know all the details, so I'm not going to pretend I do, but I do know, you know, about it. And I did listen to a podcast the other day to kind of inform myself and understand a little bit more about what was going on. But, you know, aside from all the, you know, um, the information on that, what I wanted to talk about was like the spiritual aspect of this. And the idea that it is really more important to, you know, get back to simple more than ever because we're talking about, you know, these posts were saying, you know, what's going to happen to Christmas? What's going to happen to Christmas? You better order your gifts now because there might be a shortage. And I'm just like, hallelujah, let there be a shortage and nobody can buy anything because then everybody can get back to what it's supposed to be. And, you know, quite frankly, I believe that with the pandemic of the past 18 years, we're moving on to two years soon um, with this pandemic. 
that, did I say 18 years? 18 months, but I guess it feels like 18 years. Um, you know, if there's anything that it taught us is what is truly important and that, you know, um, very little of what we think is important really is. Because, you know, when you are faced with as a culture, as a as humanity all around the world has been faced this past year and a half with their mortality, when you are faced with that, you know, you and you can't escape it because it's literally every day bombarding you like, you know, the fear of death, basically. So people are faced with their mortality every single day. All of a sudden, the things that you worried about so much or the things that you think are so important aren't like I hope that if there is one good thing that came out of this pandemic, it would be that people have realized like gone are the days where, you know, a house renovation was just like the biggest problem of your life. I remember like, you know, five years ago, the HGTV craze. And I would just sit and like go on Instagram and be like, seriously, people are like stressed out over which paint color to choose. Or seriously, people are stressed out over, you know, which couch to choose. And, you know, people were making their whole life's satisfaction you know, uh, dependent on their reno or, you know, doing a home. And not that people aren't still doing that, but I feel like our, maybe we have gotten away from just thinking it's so important. Um, but now that like you're in the pandemic, I feel like, you know, it, it's not, people are focused on those things, but we're realizing like there's bigger fish to fry out there, right? I remember years ago, people would be annoyed with social media because we were tired of seeing all those Pinterest perfect recipes. We were tired of seeing, you know, all those Pinterest perfect Instagram worthy homes or renovations and everything felt fake and stylized and that was like too much. Well, you know what? Now, Social media has gone beyond that into this divisive culture of arguing about every little thing. And there's these really big issues. Let's face it. I'm not trying to downplay what's going on. There's these really big issues going on. And so it's like, wow, I would love to go back to the days where people's biggest problem with Instagram was, you know, seeing what somebody had for lunch every day or seeing somebody's, you know, new home. Now it's like the biggest problem with Instagram is people are divided and arguing and downright mean. And there's just a lot of, you know, junk going on, really like awful stuff. And so, you know, we've just moved into this whole new culture since the pandemic. And so I would hope at the end of the day, we would look at it and say, you know what? What really does matter? Does it matter if we don't get the latest uh, Christmas gifts from Amazon because the suppliers are out or whatever the reasons are? You know, we're not getting the the stuff like hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we can have a Christmas where we can actually focus on Jesus and people and and not stuff. You know, I said to my husband already. We are not like going crazy. Like we've already decided our kids, they're getting experiences this year for Christmas. They're getting snowboard passes because they love to snow, to snow. They love to snowboard and, you know, they don't need another thing. I'm constantly, me, the Simply Living for Him girl who talks about living simply, I am also constantly purging stuff. I'm like, where does it come from? And so I am so like almost, you know, thankful when I see these posts about how, you know, we're not going to be able to, you know, get all these things, because guess what? We don't need them. And 
you know, um, I feel like it's not just at Christmas. It, this is like about life in general. Like open up our eyes. Look at our culture. We are so materialistic. We are such consumers. We have, you know, tried to find satisfaction in filling up our shopping cart that we are not finding satisfaction in being filled by the Spirit. Do you know that being filled by the Spirit is the everlasting, never-ending um, satisfaction that we, our soul is craving? And yet what we do is we look outside of that. We try to fill it with other things or achievements or, you know, attain stuff and it will never satisfy long term because it is not meant to. We were meant to be satisfied by him and him alone. And so, you know, this pandemic, this culture we're living right now has revealed so many idols in our lives from, you know, the idol of trying to attain more stuff to the idol of caring what people think to the idol of, you know, even health. We have made an idol these days. And like I said, it doesn't mean that these things aren't important, but we have put them on a level where we think we, you know, we want God plus good health. We want God plus a lot of stuff. We want God plus, um, you know, our, uh, our promotion at work. We want God plus that new home. What if we had just God? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with God and bad health? Are you okay with God and poverty? Are you okay with God and a teeny tiny house without all kinds of HGTV decor? Are you okay with God and your job that may not be, you know, at the top of the corporate ladder? We have to remember that when we say we're a Christian, that means we are fully satisfied with Christ. Everything else is just extra. A lot of idols were revealed in my heart recently because I was having a very difficult time with my children being away and all the life transitions. And God has been revealing to me recently that while as a mom, these are normal things to, you know, worry about your children when they're traveling or they're away to, um, you know, worry if they're making the right decisions to, you know, missing them and, and, and not having them here and little anymore to realizing that those things are normal, but there's a, a point where you cross the line and it's idolatry. Because it's like, you know what, even if, even if everything around me falls apart, I have to be satisfied in God alone. And we make idols out of all the things around us. So I think it's more important than ever to get back to simple. So when I say that, what does that look like? That looks like number one, being satisfied in him alone. Like, truly ask yourself that question, are you? Because I feel like I'm always thinking like, you know, well, I'm, I'm satisfied in God, but I really want my family to be okay. I really want this thing. I really need this. Th no, I, I have to be absolutely satisfied in him alone, knowing that there are circumstances that can happen around me that may not feel good. I'm satisfied in him alone. I can get through any of that stuff. And so, you know, these days when we're talking about, um, you know, the Christmas shortages and all of that stuff, it also got me thinking, I posted about this on my Facebook and my Instagram. It got me thinking, 
you know, why, why are we so reliant on stuff like the big box stores? And, you know, I have myself fallen into this trap of like, I can order it on Amazon. And I've fallen into the trap that if I don't get it tomorrow, it used to be prime was two days. Now it's like, I want it tomorrow. Oh, I can't get it tomorrow. Well, then I'm I'm upset. Or, you know, I feel like uh, I'm being deprived of something if I can't absolutely have it instantaneously. I've lately been doing all of my groceries on Walmart online shopping. I literally hit my little app, reorder, 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 check, 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 check. Maybe add in a few new things and I drive to the store. I wait in the parking lot. The man brings it out to my trunk. I never even get out of the car. While it's beautiful and convenient, what would happen if I wasn't able to attain all of those things and I wasn't able to attain them tomorrow? Like we have trained ourselves when it comes to material things, like I said, Amazon Prime or Walmart Instant Groceries, whatever it is, to have everything we want and to have it now. But does that spill out into our lives, like into other aspects of our lives? So, you know, I'm praying about something and it doesn't happen right away. And I'm starting to feel anxious because, hey, I have trained myself that when I want something, I get it. And not only do I get it today or tomorrow, you know, not only do I get it, but I get it today or tomorrow. And so I realize that we are becoming impatient even spiritually. Because we are training ourselves, number one, to fill up on the wrong things instead of filling up on God. And number two, to fill up on them instantly. Sometimes God wants us to be deprived. And sometimes he wants us to wait. If you look in the Bible, in the Old Testament, you are filled with stories of people waiting on God. Yet we have this Amazon Prime mindset. This instant Walmart mindset. I want it. I can have it. And I can have it now. And sometimes then when we're praying, we feel like, well, God is not answering me. And, you know, it causes us to feel impatient. God might not answer you for many years. Go look at the Bible. Things are on his timetable. And not necessarily ours. And like I said, I believe our culture, the way that we are, you know, with our phones, the information is at our fingertips. We are not meant to be um, omniscient. We are not meant to know everything. Yet we have that power right in our hands. So if we don't know something in that moment, we feel like, you know, um, we are... Uh, what's the word? We're privileged. We or we're but not the privileged. We are. Um, I can't think of the word. Um, you know, where it's expected that we should know everything. Well, you know what? Maybe sometimes God doesn't reveal all things to us because we are not God, and He is, and He wants us to rely on Him. He wants us to be filled by His Spirit, and He wants us to wait on Him. And so we may think that, you know, our culture, our materialistic culture, our Amazon Prime, you know, mindset, we may think that that's just tangible things, but I feel like it spills into 
our emotional life, our spiritual life, because we feel like we deserve, we deserve to know everything. We deserve to have everything instantaneously. We deserve to be filled up on all the things that we want. And so we need to get back to simple, not just because our houses are cluttered with stuff, but our spirit is cluttered with stuff. We have cluttered our souls by relying on the things of this world and not on him. And so I had posted the other day on Amazon, I mean, on uh, Facebook and Instagram, I was saying, you know, I want to get back to, you know, simple and not relying on big box stores, not relying on everything instantaneously. Now, I'm not saying, because then, of course, I have people say, well, I need this quickly. Like, I'm not saying (laughs) that it's an all or nothing thing. I'm not saying right now to you out there, never use Amazon. You cannot go to Walmart. You cannot go to the grocery store. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we all need to be Little House on Prairie and grow all our own food. And whoa, we're living the hard life. So that makes us more spiritual. That is not what I'm saying in the least. But it helps you in your perspective when you realize, why do I think that I deserve everything so quickly? And why do I think that I deserve all, you know, like even with Christmas, why do we, why do we want our kids to think that that's what it's all about? Like these parents are like, oh no, Christmas is canceled because I can't get all the stuff, you know, uh, the shipping and whatever. Good. So teach your kids. That's not what it's all about. And so, Um, you know, I'm not saying, uh, that we don't, I'm not saying I'm never going to go to Walmart promise. I still will. I'm not saying I'm never going to use Amazon promise. I just did right before I (laughs) came on here because I do actually need something tomorrow before I leave for the wedding. So, you know, I'm not saying it's all or nothing because as soon as we say it's all or nothing for anything in this life, we end up, you know, uh, defeating ourselves right there. But little changes. For instance, I'm going to start using the farmer's market close by. I live in the middle of farms. There's farmer's markets everywhere I go. There's, you know, farm stands. We have farms all around that people sell their fruits and their vegetables, their meat and their eggs and their milk. There was the most darling little uh, stand maybe a mile or two from my house, a dairy farm where they have a kiosk outside with a refrigerator. You can pick up milk and chocolate milk. You can pick up ice cream, butter, um, eggs, cheese. They have, this is what I love. They have a little like PayPal or Venmo or a cash box. It's all on the honor system. You just take what you want and you leave your money. So I'm like, you know what? It's a little bit more expensive. Yes. But I want to support local. I want to support uh, those farmers who I know are just trying to get by. Plus, I'm sure it's a whole lot healthier, right? And so little changes like that. I need milk. I don't need to go run to Walmart. I'm going to go run down to the farm stand and grab a gallon of milk from my neighbor. Um, So small changes like that. I need some vegetables because I'm not growing them in my own garden this year. (laughs) No, I did grow some, but not nearly as well as other years. I'll go to the farmer's market. I need to get some groceries. You know, one of our markets around here, they sell quite a few things like flour and sugar and honey and things like that. 
there's a lot of things I can just start making those smaller changes and realizing that, you know, I don't have to rely on things. You know, it's really a picture when you say like, oh, the the supply chain, all of a sudden we can't get all of our stuff. You know, what are we going to do? It's really a picture of like, who are we relying on, right? Um, we don't have to rely on the things of this world to feed us. We can rely on God and his provision and we rely on him. And so I'm not saying that these farmers are God or anything like that. I'm just saying it gives us a picture of like, you know what? Sometimes in this world, our supply is going to be cut short. But in God's timetable, we always have provision from him. So, you know, I'm just talking about making smaller changes. We were never big on tons of Christmas gifts. So honestly, if the supply chain, and I don't have little kids anymore for toys or anything, but even when they were little, we never really did like a ton of toys at Christmas. We used to do the three gift rule when they were little. Um, and then like little fun stocking stuffers. And quite frankly, I have so much more fun. And so do they just like picking out little treats and little gifts. And then like, you know, we used to do three gifts and then the little gifts. And that was way too much, even so. And, you know, this year they're going to get an experience gift. And then we'll give them little things to open that are fun or treats or consumable things, not just junk but, you know, things like their favorite snacks or their favorite candy or their favorite treats or whatever, stuff like that. And, you know, things that will get used and not just junk for the sake of giving. And I think that's what happens. We feel that pressure from outside. And that's why I think people are like, you know what? What if the supply chain uh, goes, you know, crazy and we can't get stuff? It's almost like, okay, good. Then let's, you know, nobody's competing with anybody else over who's getting what and Frankly, we were never that type of family. I don't really care what other people are giving their kids. But I know that that's an issue for some people. It's like there's this competition factor of, you know, so-and-so down the street has the brand new blah, blah, blah. So we need to have and all that. So it's so important, I think, to get back to the mindset of simple, not for the sake of just being simple. I've always talked about this as simply living for him. Simplicity and simplifying and purging of clutter, not just for the sake of purging of clutter or for keeping it simple. I mean, that in and of itself is good. But for the further aspect of it that, you know, we get rid of the reliance on stuff to satisfy us. Anything that gets in our way of being fully satisfied in Christ is clutter. Anything that gets in our way of being fully satisfied with Christ is clutter. It's all just extra. And so, you know, to me, I've always talked at Simply Living for Him, like this isn't a, you know, it started out as a website. It, it, this isn't a website just about like, you know, organization and purging clutter. It's really about getting rid of anything that hinders you on your walk with God or distracts you from following him. Because we can easily get distracted and follow the things of this world and think that the things of this world are our path to happiness or our path to contentment. But when we are following God, we can be on the emptiest path there is, but we are fully content because we know that uh, we have him. And it's, I'm being serious about this. You must come to the end of yourself where you realize that being content with him is enough. Yes, even if you had nobody else in your life, even if your home was taken, even if your stuff was taken, like, I'm serious, go down that path and say to yourself, would you still be content in him? 
That's a really hard question because we hold on to things of this world. And we're like, well, of course I'm content with him, but I'm content with him plus my family, but I'm content with him plus my house, but I'm content with him plus my job. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to get to that point where you're like, wow, am I truly just content with him and trust that he will provide all that I need? Not all that you want, but all that I need. And I'm not saying we all wish that like, you know, every single thing we're Job and every single thing is taken away from us. But there's the um, the lesson from Job's life. Could he truly be content with God when everything was taken away? And that's a question I would ask you to sit with yourself because it's very easy for us to say, oh, yes, I am so content with God. I saw that this year. My daughter's leaving. My son's leaving. Or I'm worried that something's going to happen to them. And, you know, it's like God plus something. It has to be God plus nothing. And so I think this pandemic, this culture we're living in these days can help us strip away some idols. If anything good can come out of it, it can help us strip away the things that we rely on to fill us. And again, like I said, that idea that we have everything instantaneously, you know, like it's training us to, to want everything right now. And that is not necessarily a good thing for us. Patience is a fruit of the spirit. And so are we feeding our patience, our self-control, you know, uh, some translations say you're long suffering for patience, right? Are you feeding that or are you feeding your, you know, uh, need for now? I mean, our culture these days, our next generation doesn't even know what it's like to wait. You know, we laugh with our kids. Remember when you used to get take photos and you used to bring them to the local uh, photo developer and you waited a week for those pictures? to be developed and then out of 20 of them you know like two were good and you wait and you wait and you couldn't wait and like I would count the days when am I going to get the pictures back and you were so excited to look at those pictures like our kids can't even fathom that because they take the picture it's right there on their camera on their phone and you know you don't wait even a split second I mean you waited longer for a Polaroid than you do for a snapshot on your phone so this is training you know, the next generation in all of these things, fast food and, you know, all this instant stuff, it's training their minds into other things as well, uh, not waiting for other things as well. And so we have to be careful. We have to be careful that in a comfortable culture, we aren't getting too comfortable. We don't start relying less on the Lord and more on the things of this world. And so I think it's more important than ever these days to get back to simple instead of looking at the world around us and saying, oh, it's going crazy. I can't get my toilet paper, you know, right away, or I can't get this and that. How can you use what you have? How can you be resourceful? Because I find that when I slow down, like I said, go to the farmer's market for milk or, you know, uh, use what I have before I run out and buy something new. Or, you know, we, we also I have a whole podcast and uh, archives about this episode about um, 
you know, replacing things like our generation doesn't just replaces everything. Nobody reuses anything because you can. Um, But, you know, it's that mindset of like needing it now or replacing it or, you know, we just have so much stuff that there is something to be said in the spiritual aspect of waiting, of being resourceful and using what you have, of not cluttering up your home with stuff, of not, you know, being impatient where you need everything right away. And so this is so much more than just this idea of, um, you know, what are we going to do if we can't get all the products we want? What if the shelves are empty? I can promise you our shelves being empty are still nowhere near like a third world country, right? I mean, I know we joke around and we say, like, oh, you know, we couldn't get what we needed. But our country is so incredibly um, full of stuff that we we really don't know. I mean, I know that I have friends who served as missionaries in other countries. Specifically, I can remember um, Haiti. And they would always say, these are the happiest people they have ever met. They live in a little shack. They have nothing. They have the clothes that are wearing, you know, the same food every day. Imagine rice and beans every single day. And maybe sometimes, you know, get something else thrown in there. And these people worship like you wouldn't believe. At one time, they were going to a church that had no seats. They probably didn't need them because they were on their feet worshiping their Lord. And they do it wholeheartedly. See, stuff and clutter gets in the way sometimes. And it it makes us think that we are secure and satisfied. But when it's all stripped away, are you really? Now, I'm not saying that we all have to worship, you know, without seats. And I'm not saying we should live in poverty But what I am saying is, who are you um, finding or what are you finding your, your happiness and your contentment from? What are you finding your joy from? Fancy stuff, you know, I mean, we've got a wedding coming up. So this has come up many, many, many times. My daughter's very simple like me. She doesn't want all the fluff and all the stuff. But then there's that, you know, that pressure, that societal pressure, the family pressure, you know, weddings, they need to have like, you know, stuff. You can't even go on Instagram without like, you know, if you're looking at wedding stuff without just being bombarded, you know, so it's hard. You, you want to have it meaningful and beautiful, but you don't want to get caught up in all that. And I've spoken to her many times and she knows this, but it's like the wedding is just one day. What are we really talking about the marriage right that's the most important thing and thankfully they're they're right on board with that but you know people get so caught up in the stuff that they're forgetting what's at the heart what's at the heart of our lives god and we could literally be deserted on a stranded island or stranded on a deserted island (laughs) with just the lord and you could be content I know that doesn't feel good to think about, but at the end of the day, that's the kind of mindset we need to have. So I think nowadays, if the supplies start getting short, let it, instead of causing you to complain or feel, you know, angst about it, just say glory to God. I'm going to make do with what I have. If I can't get the best toys this Christmas, well, then I'm going to teach my kids about Jesus because he is the gift He is our gift. All this other stuff is just extra. 
I know it's fun to give gifts. I know it's fun to get gifts. But at the end of the day, life is short. It's going to be over in the blink of an eye before we know it. And I'm not going to look back and someday and say, wow, I had amazing Christmases because I got so many gifts. Or I had amazing Christmases because I gave so many gifts. I'm going to say, I had amazing Christmases because I knew Jesus, the reason that I celebrate. Because when you get to heaven, you're going to have him forever. When when your kids get to heaven, they're going to have him forever, not the latest gadget here. And so I think this whole idea of um, a lot of people are starting to feel that way from what I saw on social media this week, rather than getting anxious about, oh no, we can't Christmas shop, embrace it, embrace it. Better yet, even if you can Christmas shop, even if there aren't shortages, live with less. Live with less because you have it all already in Jesus. You have everything. He is enough. He is all that you need. I would encourage you this week, get in your Bible and to ask the Lord to show you verses or look verses up that you can find to like drive home that point. To really get your mind focused on him being enough. To remember that in God's economy, things aren't instant. Look up verses about being patient. To remember in God's economy, you already are rich. You have all the eternal treasure you can ever imagine. And to really sit with that this week. Spend time in your word. It's the greatest treasure you will ever have. The greatest treasure you will ever have. There's nothing on Amazon, unless it's a Bible, that could ever, ever compare. And teach that to the next generation. He is our treasure. His word is our treasure. And sometimes things take a long time. In God's economy, he wants to refine us. He wants to grow us. He wants to mold us. He wants to shape us. He wants to love us. And sometimes it's a long process of learning. Everything isn't always instantaneous and available on the shelf in the local Walmart. But he has everything right now in this moment available to us that we need. So I hope that encourages you today. Um, If it did, let me know. Share this podcast with a friend. Rate and review it wherever you're listening to it. Um, And I would also uh, just want to remind you that the podcast will be resuming um, at the end of October after the wedding is finished. So this podcast is going to kind of cover like a two-week span. Uh, There will not be a new episode, but there's plenty of episodes in the archives. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to so many episodes that are in the archives. Um, Let's see, I think we're going on eight years of this podcast now. So we've been doing this a long time. So go back and listen to other to other episodes. Also, you can find me on Instagram, especially this week I'll be posting on the stories. You can go over to my YouTube channel where I do daily devotionals. They're just little like five, 10 minute videos every single morning to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Those go back about 18 months now as well. So there's tons of episodes there or videos there, I should say that you can go look at. Um, Also, 
you can join us in our Simply Living for Him online women's community. We are an online group of over 1,500 women who are studying the Bible together and growing in our walk together and encouraging each other together. And it's just a beautiful place of fellowship. It is completely free at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. When I come back after the wedding, I'm going to have some bigger announcements because we have officially put an in-person event on the calendar for Simply Living for Him, a women's event. Um, Right now it's a day event that will be coming in the spring. You will hear all about that, um, like I said, uh, after the wedding when I have the details finalized and I can really focus on that. We are also going to do a Simply Living for Him women's retreat in 2022. I do not have details available yet on that as well, but there will be more to come. So keep listening. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.